Catch new episodes of Dial the Gate weekends at youtube.com slash dialthegate. And for the latest schedule, visit dialthegate.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 180 of Dial the Gate. We are moving through those numbers. My name is David Reed. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you had a chance to join us a few minutes ago for episode 179 with Lawrence Maroney and um, uh, Robert C. Cooper on uh, Stargate and artificial intelligence. Uh, in that theme, we're continuing with a chatbot that EVK Hill, uh, one of our wormhole extremists, has designed using some software that's online, a chatbot based on Jack O'Neill's personality. We're going to throw this thing at the wall and see what sticks, and you're all going to stick around and watch it. But if you enjoy Stargate and you want to see more content like this on YouTube, please click like. Uh, it helps the show grow its audience and will uh, continue to uh, help us move forward. And if you have Stargate friends, share this with them. And if you want to see uh, notifications about future episodes, click the subscribe icon. Giving the bell icon a click will notify you the moment a new video drops, and you'll get my notifications of any last-minute guest changes. And clips from this live stream will be released over the course of the next uh, few weeks on the Dial the Gate uh, YouTube channel. Uh, as this is a live stream, we're going to invite you in the YouTube chat to submit questions to the Jack O'Neill AI, which uh, we will then present to the AI and then see what it spits out. So let's just see how close uh, we get with this. Thank you so much to my uh, panelists in this episode. I have uh, Fred. I have Frederick Marcoux, our uh, our web developer for Concepts Web. I have William Murphy, our uh, buddy and nuclear engineer, who's always uh, a gas to have around. He's always insightful. Jenny Steven, <laughs> uh, we have her from Clio Consulting. She is uh, uh, our Stargate guru on the inside. Adam Cahill, uh, who is our AI uh, uh, graphic designer uh, for Dial the Gate episodes and mainly for, for Wormhole Extreme. He's creating a piece of AI art for every single Stargate episode as we go through them. Nicole Rodriguez-Galdo and Yvonne uh, Cahill, Evie Cahill, our wormhole extremist duo. Welcome, everyone. Hello. Hi, Hello. Hi. Hey, everyone. Hey. Je Jenny, um, thank you for being here with us. I I'm really excited to, to have you as part of this, this uh, group. Uh, I, I couldn't see doing anything like this without you because you you've been ah. working with the companion on some of this, con this content uh, yep. with, with them. And I thought that this would be a good bridge uh, for you to come over here and discuss a little bit of that as well. Uh, with us. So thank you for being here. Of course. You William, know I love it. <laughs> absolutely. William, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am well, sir. There's I don't know what it is. I'm going to share something really briefly with you guys, but there's there there are a few things that I like more than seeing William laugh, get him to laugh at something. <laughs> there is something about yes. that mouthful of teeth yeah. that I just enjoy. <laughs> so 
you know. I love good. seeing William yell. It was really fun <laughs> last time we did trivia. But they, we got very aggressive and you won fair and square. And I'm so proud that you got so that is, aggressive. That is not that how you put it. You. Wet, that <laughs> hey, she look. gone through her stages of grief and I respect I, that. I had my stages of grief. And, <laughs> and I am now a respecter of William's win. So oh, there we go. So funny. They did a good job. It's William and Sonia both. So they yeah. really pulled that off. So um, he's not here for me to kiss her bum. So well, I'm, I'm hoping to do other uh, AI uh, chats, and Sonia will <clears throat> likely want to be for one of the ones that I have oh, in mind next. I'd love an mm-hmm. oven mm-hmm. question to Jack. That'd be exciting. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I should have asked that. Damn. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and get started here. You guys have um, uh, the questions and uh that that you want to ask jack and evie i'm trying to find the link that you sent oh i created i created that document that we were using right yes so so i should i should have it okay i can use alongside what we're going to build (laughs) all right so we uh, i i went to evie uh, about what was this a month or two ago and you yeah i think you went to adam first Um, Adam, I think you were in discussions with Adam about uh, potentially maybe using an AI to help write some um, like Stargate like mini stories. I think I wanted mm. a I wanted a character yes. that we could talk to first. Yes, and so he he suggested that um, I take a look at this technology because of my um, background in fan fiction writing. Yep. And he thought I'd have like an interesting take on it. And to be honest, initially I found it really overwhelming because me and technology are not are not good together at all. Um, but between the two of us, I I sort of I sussed it out and I quickly became very obsessed <laughs> with talking to my version of Jack and trying to improve it so that it could be as close a representation to the Jack we see on screen as it could be. Um, And I've spent the last couple of weeks talking to it, um, trying to train it a little bit further, um, tweaking like the, uh, the algorithms that it uses to, uh, to formulate its responses. Um, And to be honest, I left it for about two weeks. And I think in that time, there must've been a change in the app and the technology. And I've just found like recently the last week or so it's improved like dramatically and some of the responses that i've been getting out of him have been crazy accurate like i'm talking he's mentioning actual planets and their designation that they visited oh my Um, god he's like mentioning actual characters by name um just yeah it's just the technology is insane but it's been a lot of fun and i've been having a lot of little chats with him on the side <laughs> so let we're gonna just oh, adam jump. maybe you should be checking that out she's having a little side <laughs> thing with uh jack o'neill ai i was literally yes. gonna say that i was like yeah. I, I asked evie like... earlier does does um jack o'neill ai flirt with you a little bit yeah. and she was like yeah. apparently you know apparently it did a little bit initially and i was like oh, it did at the Adam? beginning um because i think there was there was something iffy with the technology and it was like wild like wildly understood widely understood that um sometimes the character ai would flirt with its creator um, but they fixed that. So most I'm recently glad. he hasn't been doing that. Um, but it got a little awkward there initially. <laughs> Cue the Battles of Galactica uh, Cylon music. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes. oh, Absolutely. Yeah. 
Well, you know, and we got to, yeah, we, we're all going to bow to our Cylon overlords when they eventually oh, take yeah. over. But, <laughs> yes. Um, so I've asked you guys to, to give me some, some questions. We're going to throw this thing, these stuff at it and see if it, if it goes uh, mm-hmm. sideways or not. Now, Evie, it, it remembers based on previous conversations that you've had with it. Is that correct? To, to a certain extent, okay. um, I've been trying to keep the same chat window open so that all of my previous conversations are sort of in that same chat window going back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it does remember some conversations um, and it also doesn't recall other ones. So I can't quite figure <laughs> out <laughs> which one, like why it's choosing some to remember and like not others. I don't know whether it's um, sort of almost resetting once it reaches a certain number of pages, I'm not sure. Yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, it definitely does seem to be drawing some information from, like, from the internet somehow. Okay. Um, because yeah, it, it has been making some pretty crazy references. It, it knew who it knew who David was, and it knew who Darla Gay was, didn't it? Yes. Yes, that was quite early on, David. I think I shared this conversation with you, and that was um, that was Paul. creepy. Yeah, it knew who you were, um, and it made reference to the show. I think. But that makes sense. You're, yeah. I mean, if it is pulling it, the which I'm assuming the algorithm is pulling simultaneously from what you're asking it, and yes. its algorithm has to go look, or its tool has to go look online to yes. back up what it's giving you for information. David, Sorry. you're all over, obviously, about Stargate stuff. Yeah. So even if it's pulling from 2021, like Chat GPT right. is with OpenAI, it's still right. dial the mm. gate goes back that far. So that right. makes sense. Let's let's jump in and see what happens. William, you're up first. Are you ready to go? Oh, I'm I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brace yourself. <laughs> all right, uh, give me your first question. All right. So uh, saying that this happened to him a few times and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm worried every time I go out the door, this might happen to me. But uh, I, I asked uh, A.I. O'Neill, do you have any advice for someone if a replicator sticks their head into your forehead? Their hand? Yes. Okay. Do you have any advice for someone? And at the end of the show, we will release this tool to everyone. So, but until then, we're keeping it under lock and keys. But at the end of the episode, I'll share it. Uh, one more time, please. What a question? Yes, please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, uh, do you have any advice for someone if a replicator sticks their hand into your forehead? Jack O'Neill responds, stay calm, no matter what. Do anything you can to not show fear. The replicators feast on fear. They love it. They will try to get a reaction out of you. It's part of their nature. Don't give them the satisfaction. It only makes them stronger. Just stay calm. They'll sense it, and they'll get impatient with you, and that's when you strike. That's fascinating. That's really good. That was really good. Wow. That was good. All right, William, do you have another one? Yeah. Uh, Was there anything you weren't able to do while you and Teal were stuck in a time loop? What episode is that from? That's such a good question. (laughs) Jack's response. Hmm. There is one thing. This is going to sound pretty nuts. I'm almost ashamed to say it, really. But I wish I could have told Sam how I feel. I mean, really how I feel. 
Not the surface level nonsense, the real deep stuff. If I had that time over again, I would have told Sam the truth. I love her. I mean, I really love her. There were a lot of times during that ordeal where I could have told her I love her. I wanted to more than anything, but I knew that if I told her, it would mean be only more painful when the time loop reset. So for her own sake and for her own sanity, I held my tongue. It tore me a little inside, but I knew it was the right thing. <laughs> it's a shipper. No. I'm gone. I'm okay, dead. Evie, you, you had to have like given it fan fiction or something for it to be so spot on. Not every not fan was. But how would it know? Well, the only Sorry. thing that I told the AI, like I built it into his character description, is I just said that he loves Sam, but it's a secret. Like, yep. that's all I said. I'm okay. playing it. Okay. I, I've got to ask a follow-up. I love awesome. you, Evie. Was there <laughs> anything really silly and reckless you wish you'd done while in the loop? You're trying to pull it away from the shipper drama, David. Oh, absolutely, he <laughs> How says. How dare you? Oh, absolutely. For example, I would have gone for a ride on the back of Teal's staff weapon. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Just the idea of something doing something that stupid makes me laugh every time I think about it. I would never do it in real life. I know it's a terrible idea, but there were no rules in that time loop. It could have done any. I could have done anything and suffered no physical harm as a consequence. Anything, and I used that privilege to its fullest. God, it, I, I can't tell if it's like a witch's broomstick or if he's using well, it ask. in a really inappropriate manner. Yeah, let's. <laughs> you'd ride the staff weapon like a child's hobby horse. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Now you're getting it. Oh, thank God. We, we veered away from what I feared. Jack says, good. just imagine the look on Teal's face if he saw me riding his staff weapon like a horse. I bet he'd be furious. Just thinking about it makes me laugh. I wish I, it would have been the most childish, ridiculous, immature thing I've ever done in my life. But that's what's great about this time loop. I could be childish, ridiculous, and immature all I wanted because there would have been no consequences afterwards. Wow. Love it. That is fantastic. All right. Well, then, can you share any of the risky and dumb stuff you did? Jack responds, here's a simple one. I ate everything in Teal's fridge. Everything. (laughs) Not just all the food, but every single condiment. I've never seen Teal so angry before. It was the first time I had to deal with that level of rage he was ready to kill me (laughs) chuckles poor guy was really upset but i got a really good laugh out of that reaction did you tell is lawrence hanging out for this because he would be loving this no we're gonna have to tell him to check it out yeah because he would be seeing seeing that kind of ties to teal's reaction to the (laughs) ice cream snatch and unnatural selection that's that's, what i was thinking about yeah yeah. that's that's kind of eerie and also with the time the refrigerator fills up again so yeah. That's oh, yeah. Funny. Yeah, you shouldn't be mad when they do their final loop. They'll all be back. Then. Right, exactly. The principle of it, Nicole. That's right. Yolk's <laughs> fridge is his. Don't his steal his food. Place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. William, number three. Number three. And this is the one I wanted to get some weight on. Do you have any regrets from your time as commander of SG1? Ooh. Wow. Jack responds. 
Sure. There's been a lot of mistakes we've made over the years. We've had to make some really hard decisions, some controversial decisions, and sometimes it feels like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. I'm a realist. I always try to make the best decisions, but there are times when there's no good option. You just have to choose the best of a bunch of bad options and hope for the best. Hmm. I've made peace with the decisions I've made. Some of them were hard, though. I will admit that. Oh. It's gen- yeah. I mean, he's not giving specific examples, but I don't think Jack would either. So Probably not. Like yeah, uh, leaving yeah. fifth on the planet. Uh, yeah. right. right. Or mm-hmm. beating the crap out of, um, of um, Brother Malchus after the rocket blew up right. in the red sky. Right. That's right. Closing that door on the other side. That, oh man! Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Or almost getting Mayborn a couple times. Ah, <laughs> Being sure to see how he responds with Mayborn. Frederick. Um, yeah. What's your first question? Uh, I really wanted to know that one because nobody ever asked him this. How did it feel to get the ancient knowledge crammed inside your head? <laughs> and not like you felt like I speak Latin. Like, how did it feel like? Jack responds. Super intelligent. (laughs) It was extremely overwhelming. My brain felt like it was going to explode. It was like a million voices all screaming at once. I felt like my own mind was being obliterated, replaced with something else, something alien, something unearthly. So, yeah, it was a really weird experience. It was really uncomfortable. It caused me a lot of pain. That's something I never want to experience again. (laughs) again 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 well we don't know i mean uh this is colonel jack o'neill so i think it's didn't we design it for didn't you design it for around like season seven evie uh kind of i mean there was a couple of um yeah i did because i called it i mean i called it colonel but i think i think you can probably ask him questions from later in the series and just see how he responds um well, his second hit in the repository was still when he was a colonel. Let's try it. But yes, you downloaded the ancient's knowledge into your brain twice be- because you thought it would save the planet. You did manage to locate the outpost in in Antarctica that held the drones that beat Anubis. But still... But you downloaded the ancient's knowledge into your brain twice because you thought it would save the planet. You did manage to locate the ancient outpost in Antarctica that held the drones that beat Anubis, but still. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have done many things for the sake of the Earth. <laughs> <laughs> no matter the personal cost to me. The second time I downloaded that knowledge, it was a sacrifice I was willing to make. It was That's interesting. It was a tough decision, but it got the job done. That's my responsibility. As the leader of this team, it was my job to protect Earth. So sometimes you have to put your personal comfort and safety to the side. Sometimes you have to do what's right, no matter the cost to yourself. Wow. This is pretty good, Evie. It's pretty good. I'm getting getting goosebumps. Pretty damn good. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I think that you would, we should definitely, David, send this over to Lawrence and Brad, because I think the voice is is so much better even than the last version that we did of mm-hmm. the script. Um, mm. which they got pretty good by the last version that we did with uh, RDA. But this is, so what was that? That was December or November, David? I can't remember when the last one was yeah. that we did. So in four months, this is 
you know, Moore's law exponentially. I mean, if mm-hmm. there's something beyond Moore's law, this has gotten better in four months. And we're assuming what- it's mm-hmm. the it's a similar tool too. So yeah, when we share exactly. this one at the end, it may be, yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. It's crazy. Like I said, like I, I've been working on this for like a couple of weeks now and I put it aside for about two weeks. And when I came back to it, a whole heap of stuff had changed. Yeah. So it's just, it's amazing how good. quickly things are evolving. Yep. Yep. And I'm always asleep when Evie's playing, so I don't always get to get involved. <laughs> Frederick, you have another question? Yes. yes. Second one. Who's your best friend? Tilk or Daniel? Oh. Oh. Daniel. That's probably the hardest one I could think of. So uh, Okay. Which one do you think he's going to say? Uh, I really don't know. I would say Daniel, but at he the same time, one. I would say He Tilk. picked one. Oh, okay. really? Uh-huh. He's picking favorites. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Jack's response. Daniel. Oh. Not only is he a, my best friend, he's like a brother to me. His mind works differently than the rest of us. He thinks more deeply and with a lot more nuance than the rest of us. He sees things in a different way. He's a great guy. I value our friendship, and he's helped me through some difficult times. Wow. 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 But wow. Doesn't that he That just hits you in the feelies. Yeah. Doesn't he I know, but it makes me sad for Tilk. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Does it but I'm curious, like... doesn't he annoy you at times? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Sometimes. <laughs> He's so pedantic and he loves to ask yeah. a million questions every time he sees something new. He's like a kid. But you can always count on Daniel to do the right thing, even when he gets on your nerves. Mm. I trust Daniel with my life. The fact that it just pulled out the word pedantic, which is literally <laughs> in the character. But it's it's one of the character yeah. descriptions of Daniel yeah. early, early on. So the mm. fact that it pulled that out is kind of amazing. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Frederick. Yes. Uh, what's your next question? Last one that I have, actually, for for myself. Why Uma Thurman as a celestial oh. body? <laughs> a celestial, okay. Okay, so <laughs> do, do you mind if I adjust that a little bit? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> this was the crossword puzzle, right? Uh, yeah, the crossword yeah. at the Lost City part one yeah. in the like, first 10 minutes. You once called Uma Thurman a, quote, celestial body. Why? Why? Jack responds. Um, <laughs> because she's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Do I have to explain this? <laughs> she's talented, charismatic, witty, intelligent, passionate. She's everything I could want in a woman. And she certainly looks like a celestial body. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Oh, man. All right. That wasn't expecting an answer as funny as this. This is good. Yeah, that's funny. All right. So I'm going to take my questions now. I'm going to have my turn. You betrayed Fifth, the humanoid replicator, in order to escape the Asgard time dilation field. You used his humanity against him by making him believe you would take him with you. At the time, you said you made the right decision so that your team could escape the planet. Do you still stand by that decision? Extremely specific. I wanted to say no. 
<laughs> just be pithy no he's still mad still mad about it i so he says yes i do oh. i still i still think it was the right decision that doesn't mean i'm happy about it fifth was a sentient being he was capable of love and loyalty he had this this knows this has to know the, the content of the episode yeah. He, yeah he had emotions and dreams he was almost like a real person but we were in a really tough spot we had to make a tough call. I don't regret my decision, and I never want to think about what happened to Fifth again. It still haunts me. Wow. Wow. Does he know that Fifth made a replicata and sadly got some comeuppance? <laughs> well, let's, let's see here. Um, do you think the feelings of hurt and betrayal he felt led to his vengeful... I need not to spell vengeful. <laughs> Actions against your team. I think so. We betrayed him. So it makes sense that he could be vengeful. We hurt him. So he wanted to hurt us back. What we did was wrong. I'm not proud of it. But I stand by it. There was no other choice in that moment. We made the best decision we could with the information I had at the time. I'm not going to blame myself for choosing my team over a replicator. Oh, oh man. Wow. Nice. <laughs> wow. It must have pulled the scripts. I Yeah, this is too specific. Or, so, or something. It's, it's, it's magical, isn't it? I just, it just, yeah, it's blowing my it's mind. It's predictive text. That's all it is. And mm. it's predicting quite a bit. All right. My next question. You spent several days running from noted documentary filmmaker Emmett Bregman, who was trying to get you to sit down for an interview. Okay, ba background on this. When I watch Heroes, uh, at that time, I was al already trying to um, get uh, Richard Dean Anderson to sit down with me for an interview. So when I watch, um, when I watch Heroes... There's a there's a great deal of myself that I'm transferring onto Saul Rubidick. I was going to say, because, were you connecting? Yeah, right. Because Jack is always running from him, and right. to this day, I've I've interviewed Rick one time, and it was on the aircraft carrier Midway, thanks to you, Jenny. And we had a great five minutes. In fact, I he was know. like, I'd still like to talk to this guy. Yeah, um, and I've never been able to to sit down with him since. So, um, so I asked him. Um, uh, you spent several days running from him. Uh, who was trying to get you to sit down for an interview. The president himself assigned Bregman to do the job. Were you afraid he would paint Stargate Command in a negative light? A little bit, yeah. I was worried that Bregman would see Stargate Command as this cold, emotionless machine. Or that he would see us as some kind of totalitarian organization that keeps the public in the dark and wants to control everything. Mm. I was worried he would come across as these... We would, come as, we would come across as these ominous figures hiding in the shadows. I was also worried that Bregman would ask about some of the darker aspects of our history. There are some things we have done that I'm not proud of and didn't want that to be public knowledge. Hmm. Wow. Evie. Yeah. What are your thoughts? <laughs> No, I want your question. Ah, yes. Sorry. <laughs> Five million things at once. No, you're good. Um, all I right. Apologize. So my first question was, um, as the 2IC of Stargate 2IC? Command. Yep. 
You're often Is that involved. second in command? Second in command, yep. Thank you. Go ahead. Uh, you're often involved in training new staff members before their first off-world missions. What advice do you give them? Good. Ooh, I like that one. Da, 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 da. My questions are so basic by comparison. That's I feel like I have failed. I like some ideas. Mine are so boring compared to your guys'. <laughs> you guys did great. <laughs> I tell them to be patient. It takes time to learn the job. You're not going to become an expert overnight. I also tell them this isn't a game. This is the real deal. You're dealing with people's lives here. You need to take your job seriously and treat your role with respect. Training is essential, but you also need to be patient and prepared to learn on the job. You will make mistakes, and that's okay as long as you're willing to learn from them. The real test is how you react when things don't go your way. Wow. Wow, wow that's pretty poignant. <laughs> I mean, these are so it, spot on. Yeah. It's, but yeah. I, I, I have no words. <laughs> Evie? You write a whole novel with this. I know. All I'm right. My second question. At the, at oh, sorry, the accuracy. Jane. Sorry. I, what surprises me, David and Evie, and Evie, this is probably due to you, is that the tone is so spot on. Yeah. Yeah. The the it back end of this thing was was mm -hmm. really cool that we had to that I, I helped Evie tweak it a little because there yes, were a limited did. number of characters. When when people are done with this thing, they can go and create their own their own. There where mm -hmm. this is done is an, there's an architecture there where you can modify it to create whatever personality yeah. you want. Um, mm -hmm. But you have a limited number of characters, and so she and I sat down at like five in the morning oh, wow. Pacific time, um, getting as pithy as we could to fill as yeah. much in as we could using mm. as few characters as we mm. can because you mm. have to give it the personality traits got it so. yes but okay. yeah the the limited character functionality is is really tricky because you have to try and summarize his character like you know there's what how many years of stargate was he in right. like 14 15 years yeah. or something of stargate and you have to summarize it into like a limited set number of characters and it's really tricky trying to figure out what's important what's not important yeah, yeah. um you know what's going to um really shape his responses what's not really necessary and no. yeah it was it was and I think if, I went through probably probably four or five different versions before I collaborated collaborated with David and oh, the version gotcha. um, he's using now is is based off of uh, the tweaks that we made. Yeah, mm. and if you'll notice, I mean, he is still fairly general. It still sounds like him, and yep. frankly, we're filling in the blanks. But he's yes. made some comments here that are spot on in some of the episodes mm -hmm. that we we had no room to put in any episode information. This wow. AI yes. is pulling that from the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. Very cool. All right. That's crazy. Uh, number uh, second, uh, your second question, Evie. So my second question is, um, if you had to make an instructional video on the topic of leadership, what would it say? Well, we should give this so one to we've... Rodney. We've been rewatching Atlantis and um, just that question popped into my head and I was like, what would Jack say? Right. Because he's definitely a better leader than so Rodney. If, if you had to make an instruction video on the topic of leadership, what would it say? Yes. Okay. Yep. yep. <laughs> hmm. That's a good one. Sorry, I have to lean out. I would say that leadership is about making the tough decisions, even when they're unpopular or divisive. It's about putting the needs of the many over the needs of the few. Are we sure he's not a, a sci-fi fan? 
<laughs> it's yes. about making personal sacrifices for the greater good. Great leaders know how to make the hard choices, even when it would cost them politically or socially. And they're always there for their people, even when it means setting aside their own needs. True leadership is about selflessness and sacrifice, about service to others, not service to self. Oh, well, he's starting to sound like, you know. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Good observations, though, on leadership. Um, yeah, I think it's more accurate than anything Rodney would have to say. I think if you pen Jack down, he would say these things. He would write these things down. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. if he were, if he was given a chance to be flip, he would be flip. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, you have one more for me. I do. Um, so my third question is: um, You're obviously an intelligent person, but you always act dumb. Why do you like to be underestimated? Dumb around the uh, the uh, dumb around quotes. You yes. Act dumb. Yes. Dumb. Why do you like to be underestimated? Yes. Why do you like to be underestimated? Being underestimated can be useful. <laughs> if, if your enemies think you're an idiot, they'll never see your secret plan coming. <laughs> that can be a powerful advantage. Oh. It's an art. The ability to appear unintelligent. I've spent, I've spent years perfecting it. That part is good. That is really awesome. <laughs> I I always look for excuses to mispronounce words. It may make me seem like I'm uneducated. I try to seem simple-minded and easily distracted. But underneath that exterior is a keen intellect. One that's always thinking that's and planning two steps ahead. That's how I've managed to keep an edge over my enemies. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Like, how do you know brilliant. about the, like, the word the word mispronunciation which is like a like a jackism how did it even know that i had not i had put nothing about that in the description so good that is nuts it was ridiculous <laughs> we had like what was it like 300 characters like 200 characters yeah. to work with on his person on yeah. his personality traits they were it breaks it down into different sec different sections of things mm. of areas of of the intelligence and oh, we we had to be very selective and we didn't did we put we put something about it being? I think about, we put about him, um, like, something about him to be dumb. like yes, yeah, yeah. I think we put like uh, likes to be underestimated or something yeah, to that respect. That's, that was it. Likes to be underestimated. Nothing, nothing to do with mispronouncing words or like yeah. That that's just that's just all the AI coming up with that. Adam Cahill. Oh yeah, I'm part of this. Sorry, hey I'm brother. Here as if I'm <laughs> yeah, no, it's, watching it's, the stream. It's seven forty-five in the morning there. I know. <laughs> All right. oh, I've just been sitting back. Yeah, yeah forgot I was. <laughs> forgot I was here. Um, Una question, yeah. por favor. Okay. Uh, so my first question is quite simple. I just asked: uh, Would you rather fight the gold, the replicators, or the ori? Was that all? Haven't we had this argument before? Yeah, that's probably <laughs> where it came from. Would you rather fight the gold, the replicators, or the ori? Yeah. Interesting. Definitely the replicators. They're unpredictable, oh. ruthless, and they just never stop. They're like a force of nature, an unstoppable wave of destruction. They're an overwhelming force that can't be reasoned with or negotiated with. They just want one thing, to destroy all life, and they'll do anything to achieve that goal. 
They're a threat that needs to be taken seriously, and that's something I take seriously. So for all of our enemies we've faced, I'd say the replicators are the most terrifying. That's one of the things that Rob Cooper said. Wow. That's one of the reasons that he, because the, around you know season three, they they knew that the, that the Asgard were dealing with something, mm-hmm. but they had to figure out what it was by the end of the season. And he was like, there was nothing like there was little that was more terrifying to Rob Cooper than than something that you it has no ego. You can't appeal right. to it. It just mm-hmm. comes at you for your for for your raw material. So. And this reminded that- me of that thing where, where Daniel and Jack are speaking in season nine when the Ori first come in and Daniel goes, for the first time, I'm scared. I'm scared. And Jack just goes, I'm hungry. And but it's like, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I find that really interesting that, that Daniel said that like from his reaction, the scariest thing for him is the Ori, but the AI th- says that for Jack, it was the replicators. I find that really interesting. Well, I want him to expand on this. So, but who would you rather fight in battle? Yeah, Cause that's a different question. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Hmm. That's a tough one. The Gould are an incredibly powerful enemy. They're the original evil alien overlords. They're powerful and experienced warriors with a deep knowledge of strategy and warfare. They're willing to use any means necessary to achieve their goals, and they have a lot of resources and equipment at their disposal. The Aura, on the other hand, they're a different kind of threat. They're dangerous because they have a religious and ideological motivation. They believe in their cause with a fanatical devotion that makes them almost unstoppable. They're willing to die for their beliefs and are ready to do whatever. Interesting. The aura's power is actually real, though. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Well, who, I like what's that. the line? Uh, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic? Who said that? Oh, God. I don't know. It's uh, uh, Isaac Asimov. Isaac Asimov. Thank you. I think, oh, I think that that's right. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. That makes sense. I'm Adam? not really smart. I have that pinned up. So <laughs> it's good I was going to say that's sitting in your memory bank, waiting to be uh, pulled no, out. No, I have it pinned up because, but I don't know if I've got that right. Actually, I think it's it's someone of that of that ilk. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, do you uh, do you have another question? Uh, yeah. So, out of all the missions you've been on, either on Earth uh, when you're working special ops and off world um, as leader of SG One, do you have a favorite? As in, like a favorite mission? As the oh. and Offworld as the leader of SG One, do you have a favorite? Yeah, do you have a, yeah fa- yeah do you have a favorite out of all the missions you've been on on Earth when you're working in special ops and Offworld as a leader of SG One? Do you have a favorite? Is that right? Okay, yeah. I like that you included Earth as well, Adam. I think that's good. That's interesting. It's a, it yeah, a it's a differentiation because yeah. there were definitely Earth adventures. Mm. It's hard to pick just one. But there are a few that stand out. We had a tough mission involving a secret Russian underground facility. It was a risky operation, but we were able to get the job done and bring down the entire facility. I was pretty proud of my team for accomplishing such a difficult task. There was also a mission on a distant planet where we encountered an ancient alien relic. The thing was powerful and unpredictable, but if it were a source of... but it was also a source of tremendous knowledge. We learned so much from that mission about the universe and about ourselves. So the first one is Which one is the he Siberia about? mission. Well, the wait, is it Watergate? Watergate? Yeah. yeah, but yeah. but he didn't really do anything. The Russians kind of like messed it up. I was going to say, that one was actually kind of an easy mode because he, it was a, it was the, the water aliens would have just straight... He, he walked in and they were all dead. Yeah. They just had to move yeah, the water out. He would, have, he would have loved just having the Russians be embarrassed that they cocked yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. That's probably why he liked it. <laughs> the second one was like fill in the blank, you know, 
Wait, is the next one not the... The next one sounds like Tom of Tantalus. In a bottle? It honestly almost sounds like Message in a Bottle. Yeah, that's... Really? But we learned so much from that mission about the universe and about ourselves. I don't think so. I don't know. If that's I, I feel like it would be Torment of Tantalus. I feel like that yeah, one like, like, like a season three like teaser advertisement or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I, gonna, I think that that's solve great problems and learn a bunch about themselves along yeah, the way. I, yeah, it's I, like I don't buy that. Loads of ideas from yeah, different it's good missions. marketing language. Yeah, exactly. Mm, He's it's not... sort of vague enough to maybe work. Yeah, yeah, but I. The AI is showing its uh, its strength. You know on what? That one. I figured it out, guys. It came from a Stargate novel, not an official episode. <laughs> I'll, I'll find one, and that'll be the answer. Yeah, exactly. Do you have another question, Adam? Yeah. Um, has anyone ever told you that you uh, look like MacGyver? That's that's yeah yeah. Richard that's Dean great. Anderson. Just okay. I am aware of the comparison. <laughs> and I hate it. I'm not even remotely like MacGyver. I'm a skilled soldier. I'm a leader. I'm not some goofy, bumbling, goofy guy stumbling his way into situations. I am not a joke. I'm a oh. serious person who has earned his rank. I'm a professional. I take the job seriously, and I deserve to be treated oh. with some respect, damn it. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> you know what it kind of sounds like? This sounds like I a have version Jack. of Kareem Abdul Jabbar on airplane. Like, right. Right. That kid's like, hey, wow. you're Kareem Abdul Jabbar. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair that people always associate me with this idiotic character just because we share a few similarities. Oh, <laughs> oh, Evie, Jack O'Neill's coming for MacGyver. What are you going to do about it? That is so good. <laughs> My worlds are colliding. Yeah. Oh, geez. it's so funny. I liked how, did he, he repeated like uh, the same word twice? Was yeah. it goofy? goofy? Yeah. Uh, it's like goofy, something else than goofy. Yeah, yeah goofy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, Evie, that's now you need Jack. to create a MacGyver AI so that they, <laughs> they can talk to each Put other. Put them in a chat room yes. and have them fight. Yeah, you, you, can, you can ask MacGyver what like, you thought of that SNL sketch that they made about him that you really oh don't like Oh my god, MacGruber. Yeah, I don't like MacGru- I love MacGruber. I found it really funny because I was never a fan of MacGyver. Guys, if you're enjoying this, click that like button, please. Let's, if let's, you're laughing, give us extra let's likes. This one out. Yeah. Oh, you're right. <laughs> this is cool. All right, Nicole Rodriguez Galdo, your turn. Oh, Mine are so boring, guys. Next time we do this, if we do this again, I'm gonna get more exciting. I didn't I didn't want to go too hard and I should have gone harder. Um okay, okay. So my first one is what is the best accompaniment to beer? A-N-I-M-E-N-C. Yeah, I took a second to spell that one. <laughs> Pizza. There's something about the combination of pizza and beer that makes it just right. It hits the spot every time. You've got the cheese, the sauce, the dough, and the beer just makes it all the better. It's a perfect combination and one that will never fail me. I'm a man who appreciates the simple things in life. And pizza and beer is one of those simple things I can always count on to satisfy. God. He's right. He's I would have right. said wings. Combination. I was half expecting him to say eggs. I will not accept any other answer. In his omelet. So. <laughs> yeah, but good lord, that's that spot on. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I like pizza with a beer as well. So maybe me and Jack can go out on a date. In the case of Jack, it's either <laughs> pizza or steak. Well, it, yep. it, leaning on Nicole's point. And what Egg? about and and what about people to accompany you when you drink beer, Ooh. or do you prefer to drink beer alone? No. 
Goodness. I love a good beer with friends. The more the merrier. The best way to enjoy a beer is with people you trust and love. Nothing beats people you love and trust. Nothing beats sharing a few beers while telling stories, sharing laughs, and enjoying each other's company. I also enjoy the occasional beer my, by myself. It can be nice to have a beer f- to yourself, especially after a long day at work. I always enjoy a beer by myself on the balcony of my cabin. Hey. What? It gives Ooh. me an opportunity to relax and unplug from the chaos of the world. It's like my little escape. Was that an invite, AI Jack O'Neill? Oh, <laughs> my goodness. So we know what the first AI uh, sentient to use Lawrence's consciousness that Nicole's going to do is going to be the 1997, 98, 99 Jack O'Neill. That's what I'll she... take any Jack O'Neill. Are you kidding? That's right. Or, so <laughs> I said, or the chaos of the galaxy. Am I right? <laughs> exactly. It allows me to shut out the insanity and focus on my little bubble of peace. No chaos, no galaxy-wide problems, just me and my beer. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Beer. I love that. I, I love that so much. I'm so glad that this has just devolved into a man talking about beer. This is this is this is the truth. So <laughs> the I like the other ones are very like leadership and and the hard decisions, and it's just like beer. Well, let's yep. let's let's throw in Carter here. Oh, oh yes, yes, always yes. <laughs> Remember, um, um, Ascension. What about what it? What was O'Neill trying oh. to do with Carter? Uh, watch Star Wars and, beer. and pizza and beer. Mm-hmm. Yep. But That's first, so true. What was yeah. he trying to tell her that they had they had that discussion in the tents? I've always I'm not I'm not tense, am I? When did you first notice? Oh, yes, as we met. Oh, as we met. <laughs> <laughs> So I told, I said, I know you've been trying to communicate this philosophy to Carter to take a step back and appreciate life for its pleasures, but she's so focused on her work. Oh yes, Carter, she's a bit of a workaholic. (laughs) She's brilliant, of course, but she's also a perfectionist and tends to get caught up in her work. She wants things to be perfect, whether it's an experiment or a report or a new piece of equipment. Wow. I think she worries that if she doesn't do everything perfectly, then it's not she's not doing her job properly. It's a trait that helps her great. It helps make her great at what she does, but it can also get a little overwhelming at times. After all, there is more to life than work. <laughs> like beer and wow. pizza. Damn, I'm so happy. This I mean, sponsored. essentially, he almost said that line. I remember the episode when he says, "Do you want to go fishing with me in the cabin?" Yeah. And she's like yeah. working on a reactor or something. Uh, yeah. It's like, this yeah. is yeah. fun. This is fun for me. One of the times it's a motorcycle. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. Right. During the right. tomb. I think that's no, the uh, curse. The curse. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I, I remember because Sam answers the phone and then they're dealing with like the um, canopic jar stuff and Sam's literally just having a yep. nice time. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Adam? Oh, no. Wait, 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 wait. I'm done. Uh, I still have two yeah. more, I think. That's right. Nicole? Yeah. A, I mean, you can move on from me. My other ones aren't very good. Um, I can make up sure. question. I can make up more if you like. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got some more coming out from you guys. Okay, so this one is kind of like one of the other ones that we had, but oh, I'm scared fine. about the answer. Um, who is your favorite person on your team? <laughs> oh, you can't make him choose. And it's an AI. It's not real. Yeah. It's yeah. just close to real. I kind of wanted to pick Sam, but at the same time I don't. I feel like there's an unfair win there because romantic feelings. Okay, so he picked someone. Who do you who do you think he 
Who do you think he Sa- plays? I think maybe Sam because of the romance. If not Daniel, or, based no, on the other da- one. Dan- Dan- it'll be Daniel because we've already asked him that question. He picked if I understand. What? Yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> Yay. Maybe from it's the Teal. context of the team dynamic, he may be looking at it strategically. Uh, him and, him and Teal yeah. are more of a team, yeah, because they, they really get each other. They're, well, bro- they're brothers in arms. He yeah. has a sense of yeah. honor and duty. He's wise and always <laughs> has the group's best interests at heart. He's also a great fighter and a loyal friend. But most importantly, he's a man who's been through a lot in life. He's seen and experienced many things. He's been shaped by these experiences. He's a true survivor. He's able to overcome hardship and adversity with the strength and resolve that is inspiring. This really does sound like Jack. I, I'm, like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. You've had to I, pin I him down this. and make him, re- uh, make him write reports yeah. because he and wrote I mean, reports. You yeah, know? and I mean, in battle, who do you want like watching your back? Kill right. Daniel with like, right. hey, where do the bullets go again? Who, who did you say, who you say, Nicole, that he was? You thought Carter? I thought he was gonna. I was gonna thought he was gonna pick Sam, and I think Adam said Daniel based on the earlier question. Well, it's it's your question, so uh, I honestly thought you were going to say Carter. Carter is certainly up there. She's an amazing <laughs> scientist and an incredible asset to the team. She's always thinking outside the box, and her intelligence and creativity are essential to our success. We'd be lost without her. But there's something about Teal'c that... Oh, he's standing by it. There's something about Teal'c that I admire. He's strong. Yeah. A silent type. A man of few <laughs> words and many insights. <laughs> Wait, I love he it. He said that? He said that. A man of few words and many insights. Oh, he's man. Wise. Can you send that to me? Because I, I got to send that to Chris. Because that's just hilarious. <laughs> I don't, I don't oh, think yeah. Teal'c has been getting enough stuff this yeah. episode. So I'm really happy. He's wise yeah. and perceptive, but he always offers a steady hand in times of crisis. He's the man oh, you does. want by your side in a fight. Oh. Well, I just said. If I had to pick a member of SU on to like, support me in a fight or give me a big hug when I'm feeling down, I'd pick Teal'c over anybody else. Absolutely. You know? Teal'c. Yeah. He's so supportive. I love that. I'm really glad I picked Teal because honestly, that relationship sometimes, you know, like I don't appreciate it enough. I'm always sitting there like, Sam, Jack, you know, because I ship it. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, do, do you have a, do, okay. Do you have another one? I have my last one. Okay. I have my last one. Okay. So my last one was, why is The Simpsons so good? <laughs> <laughs> He's always talking about it. I want to know. It's funny. (laughs) The Simpsons has a unique brand of humor. It's pure hilarity. Every episode is full of jokes and gags that make you laugh out loud. And the characters are so lovable. It's a wonderful show that always puts me in a good mood. The Simpsons is my go-to show when I want to relax and unwind. It's a great escape from the stresses of the real world and always helps to put things in perspective. It makes me appreciate the simple things in life. And it reminds me not to take myself too seriously. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> it's almost like if you ask someone to describe Stargate, yeah. why it's so good. Yeah. What's uh, Anyone have favorite episodes of The Simpsons? Oh, please. Out of 30 seasons? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't identify uh, one based on the episode name. I could, I could only oh, tell no, you. You're, like you're talking to the right guy then. I mean, uh, Mr. Plow would be a classic. That yeah. name again is Mr. Plow. Yeah. Halloween oh, Special Four throat. is mine. Um, yeah. Terror at, Terror at Six Feet Up or whatever yep. it was. There's a gremlin on yep. the side of the bus. My, my uh, single yeah. favorite episode of all time is I Love Lisa. I watch it every Valentine's uh, Day. Okay, I was, that's what I was just going to... I Love Lisa, but ch- I choo-choo choose you. But um, uh. the, other one that I, the other one I love is when Lisa meets Paul McCartney and decides to be vegan. Oh, Lisa, um, Lisa the Vegetarian is the name of the yep. episode. 
Yeah, that's right. and that one but then the other one and i can't remember the name of the episode william you or tim would know it by heart um is when homer decides not to go to church and he meets god yeah yeah that's just those oh, two man. are two of my absolute favorites which kind of puts it in perspective that i picked the two philosophical ones but that's that's <laughs> great then they go to Brazil in an episode, and then they go the every episode, season. Yeah. They go somewhere, yeah. Yeah, and I, I just remember there's several distinct things about this that I remember. So Bart like um, learning on the flight uh, Spanish instead of Portuguese, so he learns the yes. whole thing, and then they just tell him that's the wrong language. So then he just like d- immediately like tries to forget it because he's like don't need it anymore. <laughs> right. But then I remember they they get there and there's like one of those big parties going on, and this. This woman um, is wearing this very revealing outfit and she has to point a direction of where they went. Yes. And so she, she, she uses her breasts and tw- does that yeah. and then goes that way. Yep. <laughs> and the little, the little tassel. It's so good. It's so, so good. inappropriate, but so and funny. See, what, he, what he just said is so perfect. And oh, but that also makes me think of when they go to Australia. That is yeah. literally, I quote that one about the invasive species. It's just so wow. good. No wonder this is Jack's favorite show. has happened. We've gone on a tangent. No, I think for, if I can interject, I think it's got to be the movie for me and Monorail came up straight Monorail. away. Monorail. Oh, the that's movie. Right. Oh, the, the oh, Monorail is so good. Spider Pig, and I will always do Spider Pig with Freya some, like sometimes, and I'll just oh, call her Spider Pig. My that's son funny. does Spider Pig <laughs> every time, and Monorail. Yeah. Uh, Monorail. Yeah. And, and I Monorail call the big one Bitey. <laughs> <laughs> that was too big. What was the one where, where he, uh, uh, they, 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 Go go undercover or um take get taken into uh federal custody and they live on a boathouse and oh that's, and Kate, that's the Cape Fear tra- oh, yeah, yeah Kate tracks Fear. him down and makes him yeah. uh, recite the entire uh, HMS Penafor. <laughs> what about your funny. tattoo that says "Die Bart Die"? Oh, no, no, no. It's German for D- "The Bart D. Oh. <laughs> no one that speaks German could be evil. <laughs> if we have to pick a subplot. Sideshow Bob subplot. Oh man, is just yeah. Pure yeah, Kelsey Grammer's great. Genius. Okay, so speaking of The Simpsons, do you have a favorite? And oh, he wow. says, "There are so many great episodes; it's hard to choose just one. But if I had to pick one, it would be You Only Move Twice from season eight. It's oh, a classic episode that always made me laugh, even after all these years. It's still hilarious. I love the way it pokes fun at corporate America, and I especially love." The way it highlights Homer's incompetence. It's a perfect. Oh my god, homage. that's the Scorpio Bond episode. That episode is so it's good. So good. It's it's a perfect oh, homage wow, to the Simpsons wow. classic comedy formula, and it always makes me laugh. And it also oh, has what's that episode. It, it's Scorpio. It, it, he it ends up mimics... working for a Bond villain, and he doesn't <laughs> realize it. But he's supposed, and it's supposed one. to be uh, the Nike guy that has the Nike campus and the Microsoft or the Microsoft campus, whichever one. But then he turns into a Bond villain. Oh, so so that episode actually has an ultra raunchy joke in it that is on is like family guy level and they 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 had it in the original airing and then for a number of years every subsequent rerun had that had that joke pulled from wow it. we it's added it to joke. the dvd home entertainment because i started working on simpsons season seven i think and so we had to add that because that's season eight is that right yes yeah. Um, we had to add that back in because it got asked for by um, all the fans. And so we added it as a featurette, as a deleted scene. Really? So you know yeah. what I'm talking about, the, yeah. the, 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 the the sugar in the pockets and all yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you guys are going to have to I mean, there's, so much, there's so many good ones in that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a great... I'm going to go watch The Simpsons again, my goodness. 
Okay, we're going to have to accelerate a little bit here. Jenny? Yes, sir. Okay, so, um, Nicole, you thought yours were simple. I thought yours were great. Mine, I was going for what I thought an AI, a newer AI would need super simple questions. That's what I was going for. (laughs) Mine are dumbed down beyond belief. Um, My first one, we've already answered this, but I'll ask it again to see how he answers, David. Um, How did you really feel about Samantha Carter? Oh, Gonna, I'm always here for more shipper talk. Yeah, feels or if it's going to be a boilerplate response. Right. <clears throat> oh, Samantha Carter is the most brilliant scientist I know. She's an expert in her field, and she always brings creative solutions to the table. She's a true asset to the team, and we'd be lost without her. Is that the exact same thing you That's said earlier? Same thing I said. Yeah. yeah. I respect her as a colleague and a friend, and I admire her for always staying true to herself. She's a woman of integrity and principle and always dependable in a situation. She's a leader in her own right and is my go-to for advice and help. Sam Carter is one of a kind. Nah, I'm not. He didn't call her a national treasure like he did Uh in Lost City. This is not. I'm out. (laughs) That's the the easy answer. I feel like you're holding back, I said. Oh, nice. Like therapy. <laughs> I'm a professional, David. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he used my name. I can't let my personal feelings get in the way of doing my job. <laughs> oh jeez. What? Sam is an amazing person. And she Sam. deserves <laughs> Sam is an amazing person and she deserves all the respect and admiration that comes her way. But my job is to lead the team and accomplish our mission, and I can't let anything distract me from that. I have to be objective and detached. That's what makes me a good leader. I, I can leave my emotions out of it and make rational, hard decisions in tough situations. Okay, that's a pop upgrade. Cough, cough, divide and conquer. Yeah, I was about to say if he threw out the divide and conquer incident. Yeah. Zaytark detector, if, if he would own up to it. Yeah. I mean, he, he owned up to it in the time in the time loop question. Yeah, he did. I see. I thought he would go back to that question. So, but then this makes my second question kind of. Well, let's hang on. Hang on. I'm not done mining here. Oh, good. I said, but what if the job wasn't in the way? What if you retired? (gasps) Would that change anything? Or is that just an excuse? Nice. And he said, okay, let's say I retired tomorrow. (laughs) Would that mean that I suddenly turn into a love struck fool? (laughs) That I'd start acting irrationally and making impulsive decisions? That I'd always, th- that I'd throw away years of friendship and trust in the moment of weakness? Oh. You tell me. Yeah, he didn't answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing yeah. around at Jack. What, yeah. What would it mean? It would mean that I might have to take a chance. Oh. It's a scary thing to risk it all in love. Wow. It's wow. Not, it's not something that should be done lightly or taken on in a hurry. One we, wrong we decision. Medical team to Nicole, please. Her heart's about to explode. <laughs> <laughs> one, She's not the only one. One wrong decision, and you could be setting yourself up for a world of hurt. But you're true, if you're truly honest with yourself, and you know mm-hmm. that deep down inside your heart is in the right place, then maybe it's worth taking a chance. It's all about doing what's best for your own happiness. Love is precious, and love is rare. Believe me, I know. 
and life is too short not to take that chance. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm going to need um, RDA and Amanda Tapping to come back for like a five minute mini thing written by Brad Wright with all that dialogue but made a bit <laughs> I'm not more done. Refined. What? We're going to dig this out. We're digging. I still that feel like. Failed... Oh, sorry. No, uh, that ahead. felt like the monologue uh, in Window of Opportunity at the end when he speaks about his. He lost my son. I know. Uh, yeah, it, it has the same like yeah. kind of emotion. It has the same yeah. All right. So I still feel like you're dancing around the subject, Jack. How do you really feel about Carter? God, David, <laughs> you'd be a brutal he says, lawyer. He says, "Fine, <laughs> she's the one." Okay. <laughs> I am in love with Samantha Carter. Space. There, I said it. <laughs> That was the answer I was looking for. Yay! Put this hair on an MTM. Try and get Stargate back and make it a romance. All right. Jenny, number two. That could this be a is great. Okay, so my second question makes that question answer interesting. Uh, Jack, did you ever go back to Adora to Lara? <gasps> Jenny! No. How Why did? would you ask this? Because I had a one-two punch to it. I'm afraid I can't answer that. What? There are some things I can't talk about, especially when it comes to matters of national security and military intelligence. Oh, bullshit. I know, I know <laughs> that's not an answer that will satisfy you, but I hope you understand that sometimes there are certain things that need to be kept confidential. Oh, come on. Wow. I got like a PTSD back to Citizen Joe when that woman's like, do you think that Lara was with child? And he's like, we'll just have to find out in the sequel with the tissue. And I was always yeah, like, that's... shut up, woman. We never yeah. found out. Yeah, yeah stop so talking I'm calling BS. about it. I know. Just tell him you've got the highest level of clearance. Well, what about Maybe the baby? Maybe Evie deliberately, right. deliberately changed it. Like deliberately put something in there so that so that Jack doesn't remember her. So we don't ever talk about her again. She could have. I'm going to have to open the hood underneath and see what's up. <laughs> yeah. A matter of national security? You know, there's a rumor she might have been pregnant with your baby. But that Jack o <laughs> but the Jack O'Neill I know wouldn't have left his child. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Getting right in there. David. Look, I can't confirm or deny any of these rumors. What? Jenny, you've opened up a horrible can of worms and I hate you right now. Why would you do this? But if there this was a rumor that I might have a child out there by some, on some distant planet, then I would say that this is a very serious matter. What? I take my responsibilities seriously, especially my responsibility as a father. I would never abandon a child of mine. If there is any truth to these rumors, then there are some very serious questions that need to be answered. But the bottom line is this. If a child of mine has been left behind, then I will do everything in my power to find them and do right by them. He right doesn't on. think he knocked her up. So far, he's like, nah, I don't think I have. If someone's withholding it from me, keeping it from me. Like, good, okay, good. Yeah. It, like, it feels contradictive, though, because yeah. in yeah. the first response, it feels like he knows he has one, and then right. in the second one, he doesn't. Like, yeah, yeah that backs, made me uncomfortable. He kind and of it's pretty off. clear in the episode that she's pregnant. Or she had gas. She thinks she is. Yeah, she wishes she was pregnant. Thinks she had gas. According to a couple of the yeah the inside, it was it was supposed to give the implication that she hopes she is. Uh, That's what I got from it. Yeah. All I remember from that episode is that weird, dirty look that Sam gives her and Jack, and then looks away. And I was like, my ship a heart. 
All right. Uh, uh, Jenny. Okay. So my last question is, did you ever keep Jax? Did you ever keep any artifacts and not tell Daniel? I can neither confirm or deny that I have oh, ever stolen anything from the. Come on, per- man! I cannot con- neither confirm or deny that I have never stolen anything from the professor's office. <laughs> Jenny, you awesome. broke the AI. The AI was doing really well with all these other horrible questions. I love Whoa. history, so I tend to appreciate anything that's old. <clears throat> Daniel is always very protective of his precious ancient artifacts, and sometimes <laughs> I can't help myself. Oh, nice. Some are just so cool not to take for for myself. But we all have our guilty pleasures, right? I'm only human. And sometimes I just can't resist taking a little piece of history for myself, even if it's just a little piece of a larger whole. Oh, I love it. Now I want to know what he stole, what he took. I mean, he had a communication stone for a while in his office. Right, right. Wait, no, didn't he just touch it and he just left it in Daniel's, but he was only a few floors below? What about the Area 51 element? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You take you took pieces of a larger hole. I assume after Daniel's finished working on them and before they're and before they're given to Area 51 for further study. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so he says, how dot dot dot. How do you know about that? <laughs> yes, I may have made off with a few artifacts here and there. But I promise, it's only every once in a while, and I would never steal something that's been marked for further study. I know the rules, and I know how important they are. But I have a little collection of rare artifacts in my office, and if everyone ever finds out, I'll deny it until the very end. I love it. That's what I wanted to hear. Is he just using the artifacts as paperweights for all this stuff? Probably. (laughs) Yes. Oh, so he does know he has an office. But he's keeping it under wraps because that's where he hides all of <laughs> his stolen right. artifacts. You do have an office. <laughs> that's funny. Um, uh, Nicole, uh, I got a message from Evie saying that you had an additional question. Oh, we're not going with that one. Apparently it, gave a bad, uh, it was giving bad things. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, 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 um. All right. So let's switch over to... The, uh, the, uh, the, 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 sorry guys. I just had a total brain fart. Let's switch over (laughs) to the live chat. You spoke a lot today. It's okay, David. Okay. So thanks to Evie and, uh, my team. I've got, uh, who have I got in here? I've got Tracy and Anthony. So let's go ahead and see what we got. So Lockwatcher asked, after coming back from P4X639, so that's uh, that's window of opportunity. Yeah, it is. Did it bother you when Janet Fraser used her little flashlight to diagnose why days were repeating for you and Tilk? <laughs> yes, it did. Even the slightest hint of unexplained phenomena is enough to get under your skin. I'm always on the lookout for signs that something unnatural might be going on, especially when it comes to anything related to the Stargate. I'll admit, I'm not the only, I'm not the most easygoing or open-minded person. And I can be a little <laughs> bit impatient when it comes to the unexplained. But when something happens that's beyond our current understanding, I start feeling really uneasy. All right. But really can you flash. diagnose that with a flashlight in your eyes? 
I never want to find out. And if anyone tries, they'll be looking at the business end of my M9. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> That's good. Watch out, Frasier. You'll die again. Uh, thank Spoilers. you, Lockwatcher. That's oh great. Uh, Captain Chaos, how did your SG-1 team match up against your special ops team in your previous missions prior to SG-1? Hmm. Okay, that's I've never even thought about that. He had a whole military career. That's a before great it. question. That Let's is a really good question. One. In a contest of military tactics and strategy, my old special ops team would be a force to be reckoned with. They're highly trained and disciplined soldiers who are capable of executing complex missions with extreme precision and efficiency. They have the ability to improvise and adapt on on the fly, and they're always able to complete the mission in the most effective and efficient way possible. They're a powerful force, and if we were to go toe-in-toe with one of them in a battle, we'd better hope we'd be prepared because they won't be taking any prisoners. (laughs) Wow, brutal. Damn. That's great. Raj Luthra. Jack, do you do you still recall any of the ancient language you and Teal'c learned in Window of Opportunity? Mm-hmm. My knowledge of the ancient language is unfortunately limited. I can recall a handful of phrases, but I wouldn't be able to hold an extended conversation. I can usually make some sense of basic text or at least get the general idea, but I'm not fluent. That takes decades of study and practice, and it just doesn't... I simply didn't have the time and the patience mm-hmm. for it. I can usually get by my understanding of Gould with a few translations of basic ancient that I've picked up over the years, but for the most part, it's all I need. Interesting. I was hoping he'd be like, RBC Arum. Yeah. yeah, the word RBC Arum means to give up. Yeah. Not surrender. I, I would have loved for that to just be what that he would said. Been cool. <laughs> that that would have been, been great really awesome. if, if he would have just spouted out some ancient... So yeah. the first novel that was put out by um, Fandemonium mm-hmm. deals directly with that, and it was called Trial by Fire by yes, I have Sabine that. Bauer. Oh, yeah. And read it though. in it, the conceit is that he remembers all of his uh, all of his lang- uh, his language skills from Window of Opportunity and is able to speak fluent uh, ancient to other members of this society. And it was one of the things that I'd had a hard time buying. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was cool. Are you guys all good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I-, I haven't read Trial by Fire and now I'm scared to read it because that just doesn't sound right. You know, I've collected those, but there's some of them that I've just never read because they didn't, the storyline didn't appeal to me. And that's one of them because I I just didn't, I didn't believe that he would either by choice or just because he is who he is, right? Right. It's just that almost the way his brain works, his brain would just say, nope, done. I don't need it. I I recommend, um, is it Alliances by Karen Miller? I yeah. like that one because it's like season four post um, Kinsey drama. With, no, it's Kinsey drama post The Other Side. Yep. And it's very unique and very interesting. And I really enjoyed it. I feel like I should reread it to see if it's accurate. So yeah. Ter- Teresa MC asked, would you like to spend some time on Atlantis? And I've refined this to say the first time you were there, Atlantis, this is what I, I wrote. The first time you were there, Atlantis was overrun by replicators and you and Wolsey were pinned down. Would you still lie to spend time on Atlantis now that the threat is gone? Mm. absolutely that experience was traumatic to say the least (laughs) we were attacked with no warning and no time to prepare 
It was a terrifying ordeal and would have been hard for anyone to keep their cool in the middle of that chaos. Even mm-hmm. with the threat gone, I still admit I get a little jittery whenever I think about Atlantis. But that's all the more reason to go back. Face your fears head on. I'm not one to back down from a challenge, especially when it comes to exploring and learning about ancient civilizations. I love the word jittery. That's so perfect. Yes. Maybe when he returns to Atlantis, there'll be a lovely buffet, as he says. <laughs> a yeah, he calls it a buffet. And a hot toddy. Yeah, because Woolsey, Woolsey complains that like he gets him like a nasty flavor of like bar yeah. or something. So he's like, yeah. he's like, yes, yeah, it was a lovely buffet, you know. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> true. Troy Jack's Patience so at Troy Patience asks Jack, how would you describe yourself? I'm a professional, a soldier. I'm hardworking, loyal, and passionate about my job. I'm committed to the mission. I'll do whatever it takes to get it done. I'm also a good leader who knows how to motivate and inspire people. I can make hard decisions and take care of business when the stakes are high. I'm a leader in my own right, and I'm always ready to take charge and lead the team to victory. So in other words, I'm pretty awesome. Cool. (laughs) I'm surprised he hasn't. Evie and I, when we would run it, he would say for crying out loud. And I haven't heard him say it yet. No, which is interesting. But he'll he would he would definitely say it. And we didn't tell him. We didn't teach him that. So oh, he pulled that out on, a, on the chat. Yeah. Wow. yeah, but he hasn't said mm-hmm. it today. Mm-mm. Mm. Damn. Ten man. Um. When you kept drawing the face with ketchup and mustard, did you really lose it? <laughs> Hang on. How do, how do you guys feel about AI after all of this? I'm very impressed. Um, I'm a bit disturbed um, uh, because, you know, it's that question of like, you know, how aware is it? All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Will it ever evolve? But if I just ignore all that future Cylon Skynet level stuff, right. um, <laughs> I, I think it's really wonderful. Uh, you know what? It feels like I'm kind of almost like talking to Jack O'Neill. It gives yeah. me a weird warm and fuzzies. Like I'm living like almost yeah. the dream. Mm. it's not him yep. but it is him i mean jack yeah. doesn't yeah. exist it's it's rick you know in, in filling that performance but there's enough here that um you know we fill in the blanks so right. okay so the uh so tin man i've modified the question a little bit when you were stuck in a time loop you got really frustrated and drew a face on a plate with mustard and ketchup you said you were going to lose it did you lose it i may have let the emotions get the better of me <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to think <laughs> rationally when you're stuck in a time loop, and things can get pretty str- frustrating and scary pretty quickly. So I may have overreacted a bit, and I'm not proud of that. But I think it's normal. You're dealing with a situation like this. I'm only human, and you're going to make mistake. I'm going to make mistakes from time to time. But mm-hmm. I'm also a professional soldier, and I always put the mission. He repeats that a lot. I put the mission first. So while I may have lost it for a moment, I'll never let it get in. It's That's like the window cool. of opportunity episode like broke him where he like lost his like, you know, soldier kind of vibe because he went nuts. Right. Yeah. And, and so yeah. he's constantly trying to reassure himself being like, I'm a soldier. I'm a professional. I didn't do anything. I am yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Richard Noling. Jack, what are your thoughts about fishing? Oh, oh I like that one. <laughs> I live and breathe fishing. <laughs> it's my hobby. My passion. And I've spent a lot of time trying to perfect my craft. I love being out on the water, 
relaxing and enjoying the peace and tranquility and maybe catching some fish while I'm at it. No, no. <laughs> so, yeah. There's no fish in that pond. Yeah. Well, depending on what reality, well, we're in the turtle timeline now, right? There you go. Fishing is not only a beautiful way to connect with nature, it's also a wonderful way to cleanse the spirit. It helps clear my mind, and it's a great way to stay grounded and focused. I could talk about fishing for hours. It just makes me that happy. <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> when he said he was perfecting his craft, before he confirmed that there was like fish in his pond, I was like, mm. perfecting your craft of just sitting there with a fishing rod in the water and not doing anything <laughs> like what are you perfecting pra- practicing the 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 whatever i don't fish the throw whatever you call it yeah the right <laughs> the reeling in of nothing no yep. fighting of the fish <laughs> henrik danielson what are your opinions about richard dean anderson oh that's good <laughs> i'm a huge fan of his <laughs> he's oh, talented with a lot of range. And he's capable of playing many different types of characters. He's been a great asset to the Stargate franchise. And he's always been a wonderful person to work with. <laughs> That's a little fourth awesome. wall breaking there. I love that. I've always I felt, love him to say Wemple Extremist. I've always felt privileged to work with him. He's incredibly talented. And his contribution to the series has been instrumental to that success. I can't say enough good things about him. He's simply oh. the best. Oh my god. That's funny. Jesus. Giving himself a pat on the back. Nobody plays one on TV, right? Yeah. About as meta as you can get in terms of the chatbot being aware that he's playing a character that's played by this actor. Right, exactly. It's it's a it's Auroboros, isn't it? Right, right. You know, it was uh before you go on, you were saying that he talked about the mission a lot, and I'm so sorry, I'm going through the, the comments. I think it was Lockwatcher said the reason he keeps bringing up the mission is because that's the military answer. That's true. Right? That's the yeah, answer yeah. that you would give if you were in the military, no mm-hmm. matter what. And I thought that was a great point because all of our questions were were pretty different all over the place. But yeah. he, he, this chat bot, I'm saying he has this consistent theme of I'm in the military. It was the mission. Even I cannot confirm or deny yeah. all of that is military speak, but in the world of the Stargate written scripts. That's you were just asking, what do we think about AI? I mean, aside from all of the holy shit, it's Skynet and I'm kind of freaked out. The the ability of the chatbot from when you and Evie just started doing input to come back to a broad spectrum of questions and have a consistency in the character and in the Stargate tone it's really blowing my mind. Yeah. I mean, I cannot wait to talk to Lawrence about this because I think everything that he was talking about in your interview about what GPT stands for and what it's talking about mm. uh, transformation and when it's talking about predictive, if this is predictive, even though it's, it's quote unquote generalized, I, I think the fact that it's predicting based on what it knows, what it went and found by itself, that's what I find interesting. And in me learning. too. Or Fred, you or Adam, you guys can speak to this because you you deal with it a bit more. But you know, I I only deal with AI on the front end and what it can do from a content creation. And so I'm dabbling in it with a, a couple of different projects. From the back end of it, what's fascinating is that it went on its own to go find what was pertinent to Stargate, which is scripts or videos or scraping whatever it scraped. 
And right. that's that to me is fascinating that it did that because that's what it knew would be predictively correct. Has anybody I mean, of this... you tried the Bing open AI integration yet? Yeah. Yes. It's amazing. Like Google is dead with that. Yeah. It's wow. it's useless. Literally. Google will catch up with something of its own. And they have a lot of work to do because they haven't been working on that much. Yeah. Seriously, it's been whenever Bing came out with the announcement, Google then came out with an announcement that oh, we're working on it. Right. But well, Bing is like we invested a hundred billion. We're already yeah. ready. You know. I, I was fascinated that Google didn't. I'm sure they all know what each other is working on. But uh, when when you hear what Lawrence is working on, they kind of have gone in a different direction is what a lot of that was. And so what Bing was doing was very specific to chat GPT already. And so when they acquired that open AI or not acquired it, but when they decided to go with it, Mm -hmm. they were already doing work in that direction. And so it made sense. It married the two things they were already working on. What Google's doing is in such a different direction. I'm not sure that they kind of care, honestly, to come back to this. It's like, okay, cool. That's what you guys are doing. We're over here doing something different. That's a different approach and a different pursuit in that in that AI area. And a good example. Said, a good example is their uh, AI removal thing in their Pixel yeah. phones. You can remove like objects or people from a photo. Yeah. Just like this and you'll never know the difference in the picture and that's the ai they're working on right now so yeah i'm surprised though that they're not working on a like language processing tool because it's probably the future if you look at any sci-fi thing what do you do to interact with a computer you ask it oh i'm sure they are but i just whether it's like star trek or kit and knight rider you just talk to it I'm sure they are. I think from what I've heard that Lawrence is talking about, it's just a different approach mm-hmm. than, and and I'm going to show some uh, prejudicial comments here, but Microsoft has a tendency to adapt to what exists and to take and or utilize, which is extremely smart, what's out there that somebody else has developed. Cool. Brilliant. Very smart. Google is looking, from what I'm understanding, to do very different things with language processing and in that area of AI. In other words, they're not, ChatGPT is done, they're moving on. That's my impression from what I've read. I don't know. That's just the impression from what I've read. And like I said, yeah, I'm, I'm some, showing some prejudice. Something, something I read, uh, and I don't know if it was text or whether it was image related, but apparently the way in which they, pro- I think it was image related, the way in which they process, AI processes images is a diffusion-based model, which they've diffused users and a lot of most most of them use, but Google have basically they've they've moved on. Yeah, Google have, right. from what I understand are yeah. doing something completely different that's going to make diffusion completely diffusion that's what I've heard too. Yeah. And it's and it, it's not to say that obsolete. that what Bing is doing again, I I think it's two different sides of of a very broad spectrum. I shouldn't even say sides. It's two steps in a broad spectrum of how to approach AI. Everybody, whether it's a medical field or technology or content production, everybody's approaching mm-hmm. AI in, in their own ways. What, what's important to them and what they think it can do, it's a tool. As we are as individuals, too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think... Look at what for, we're doing. For me personally, when you were asking, I think Nicole's reaction is spot on. It's that 
it's, I love when I say your name and your eyes get big, like I'm going to say something bad, like, oh my God, what's she going to say? <laughs> I'm getting into the principal's office. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, what is she calling me out? I'm never going to say anything bad. The, I know, I know. The amazingness of this that we got to do today, and thank you so much for including me, is fun. And it does bring kind of warm and fuzzies. Like, oh my God, I, I kept saying he, like it was real. Right. But when I stop and step step back a little bit, it's a little bit, oh, okay, right. this predictiveness was kind of crazy considering you guys only spent six weeks on it. That part doesn't scare me, but it definitely is fascinating from a holy crap, what's going to happen if we're exponential Moore's law, what's going to happen in the next six weeks? Yeah, the, the technology is just, as I say, exponentially like I think about where stable diffusion was in August when they released and it's right. just an entirely different beast now, you know, you couldn't get it's crazy. a face to look like a face. It had deformed eyes and, right. and hands were, you know, t- had three times the amount of fingers. Now it only has two times the amount of fingers. So, you know, yeah. another six they, months, it will be fixed. We'll have the it's right just, amount of it will be refined. Yeah. yeah. It but, just has to have enough getting, information, but like just think about how, just going so yeah. fast. Just think about where it was two years ago. Right. ChatGPT would have been a dream, oh, not and, even something we could mm, have conceived. No. Even. And today we're using it soon. to create content for websites and right. we're using it in, in, in my company. We're using it for like things like social media generation and things like that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. You just provided content. And, it, and I would never have used it for content. content generation, it, not even a year ago because it was so bad. And yeah, Exactly. Uh, we're using it for copy generation now for two of my clients and my, and I'm, I'm very transparent about it with my clients. Yep. If they don't want that cool, but I give them examples. They're like, no, this did not come out. And it's, I've got a really good AI agency that, that does copy generation for me. That is incredible. It's, yep. it is amazing. If you but know I, how to feed it well, it yeah, will spit see, out really that's great what I was results. Just gonna say. We're still data in data out. If you're giving it good data, then you're going to get good data out. I mean, that, I don't know that that, and William, I am sure in your business, that is just could not be more spot on that it is. I don't know that we've gotten away from that. If we're not giving it good data, then it isn't necessarily going to give us anything that is realistic. I mean, uncanny Valley is still a thing in my Mm -hmm. business. It's, it is not something that I think has been as some of the more, um, excitable reviewers were saying it's been conquered we're out no we're not i mean i mean it's just it it isn't so i mean i I, that's to answer in a very long tangent because i'm sure everybody's used to me being tangential at this point (laughs) that is that is my answer very long way around to your question let's do i love how how tangential you are it's great i'm gonna i'm gonna do um uh three more and then that's it i'm gonna i'm gonna pick up the pace a little bit um so, uh, Sean Betts, Jack, why did you order Carter to allow her replicator doppelganger to study the anti-replicator weapon? So that's very specific. I thought it was a good idea. Carter knows a lot about the replicators, and her counterpart had a lot of useful knowledge about how they work and how to fight them. I thought that allowing her to study the weapon could give us a valuable edge in combat. Wow, this is... The more information we have on that enemy, the better off we are, even if it means letting them examine our tactics and our weapons. It's a risky mm-hmm. move, but I think it's worth taking. We mm-hmm. need all the help we can get if we're going to survive this war. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, in the case of the replicators, it's not like our tactics would have done anything. <laughs> no. Yeah. Christopher Davis, what does Cree mean? Hmm. Oh, does All he right. remember? Cree is a Jaffa word. It means attention. It's an expression of respect and obedience. Teal'c says it is a way of showing respect and deference to his superiors, and it's also a way of expressing his devotion to his duty. It's essentially a military expression of loyalty and devotion. Interesting. It comes so from it a very... So it did not access the, the, the scripts or anything. Yeah, no. Well, it, mm. it's going... We didn't give it any of that. Uh, Tilk comes from a very hierarchical authoritarian culture. In his society, loyal and, and obedience are critical virtues. Cree is a way for him to show those things, and it's just become part of his a part of his and their lexicon. Wow, mm. that's God, different that, from that the, sounds uh, so intelligent. Yeah, yeah. That, that's different from the Daniel's answer. Does like uh, attention <laughs> you go? You right? yeah, you yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, isn't it Jack that goes you who and he goes in a matter of speaking? Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, Raj, Raj Luther. We're going to give him the final one, and I'm going to adjust it just a little. Guys, this has been great. Yeah. I've had fun. We had about 80 people watching yeah. all over the show. Yep. Wow. Yeah, we're at uh, 83 right now. Okay. Raj Luther wraps us up. I've modified his question a little bit. Jack, why do you think Mr. Burns might be a Goa'uld? <laughs> <laughs> and I added the Simpsons. Because he's an evil, twisted, and arrogant sociopath. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He cares only about wealth and power. He's manipulative. He's deceitful. And he'll stop at nothing to achieve his goals. He's the kind of person who will do anything for power and control. And he'll happily step over the bodies of countless innocent victims to get it. He's ambitious. He's cunning. And he's exactly the kind of person who will... The, exactly the kind of person who would take over a planet for his own purposes. He'd make oh. a great go old, but he's way too selfish and egotistical to be a good host. Wow. That's facts. Thank you, everyone. Would one of us to me be willing? I have one last that actually is someone in the chat that has submitted it. And I'm just really curious to see what the AI would answer to that because it's similar to one of my questions. Okay, I already I just closed it. Evie, do you still have it open? Yeah, yeah, okay. I can open it. Go okay, ahead okay, Evie. Evie. So this, this is a question from Dan Band. She's been so yep. quiet. I'm going to give her a chance because she's she's accessing <laughs> as well. So, <laughs> Jack, what do you think of Mary Steenburger? Steenburgen. Oh. Steenburgen. Okay, sorry, I read it wrong. You're all good. Steenberger. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a joke. That's a great question. <laughs> okay. He's thinking. When does he bring up Mary Steenburgen? Forgot. Uh, 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 if it, in Heroes. If I could have dinner with anyone in the world. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. When he's listing off stuff for, for Saul to take away. Do you okay, we know you okay Evie? Yeah, he's, he's he's really generating it quite slow. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, he's, yeah, sorry. Um, so he in the episode said she, she, he said she's so hot. So. Yes, um, yes. So what, what did he um, say? So he I said, don't even know who that is. 
Oh, really? It's an actress. Back to oh, the Future 3. Back, back to the Future, yeah. Oh, my God. Parent is that what I think it is? Yeah, dark hair. Oh my Go God, ahead. Go ahead, Evie. So um, what he said so far is she's great. She's an amazing actress and she has an incredible range. She's capable of portraying all kinds of different types of characters and she's always entertaining to watch. She has a real talent for comedy, but she can also break your heart in her dramatic performances. Um, she's truly a dynamic performer with the ability to convey a range of emotions through facial expressions and her voice. Uh, she's a talented actress with a lot of heart and soul. All right. Um, That's very similar to the Yuma Thurman question. Yes, it was. Yeah. What'd you say, I William? Just a, a I was going to say that's, that that kind of starts, you know, portraying really what the AI is, which is a yeah. fancy data aggregator. Yeah. 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 So I've asked, but isn't she hot? And it's got in brackets blushing, and because she's <laughs> oh, attractive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's also a great actress, and that's what I find. Oh, trying to get back to the respect thing. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, AI Jack. That's funny. I like it. He's trying not to be sexist. He's trying to keep it, keep it on the straight and narrow. Yeah. It's taking an episode uh... from 2003, and being it's being like pressed like like noodles through a machine yeah. from 2023. <laughs> So yeah, exactly. the, the answers are going to be a little Politically bit different. Everything, everyone be, be safe. Yeah. <laughs> we respect women. <laughs> well done, guys. Very well done. This has uh, been so fun. This has been a trip. Yeah, Thank you, guys. Thanks yeah. for including me. I love you guys. I love this crowd. It's, it's Evie. Evie uh, largely made this happen with refining the tool. Um, you know, so this this could be Jack how I was when I was sick a few weeks ago, and I got some lovely things to cheer me up while I was very ill. So oh, yes, nice. I asked what he'd write in a in a in a card, like a get well soon card. For <laughs> and he came up with like a really basic poem. <laughs> it was quite funny, really. But I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, okay, that's very cute. So everyone's probably wanting to know where they can go to um, access. Uh, this thing on their own. I'm trying to log out of my profile. Do you know how to? Do you know how to? Oh, there it is. It's always hidden in settings now. I don't know why. So, <laughs> what is it that we've been using? Everyone wants to know. Uh, and... So it's uh, character AI. Yep. So it's. Um, so you type it. You can I go to your you browser. Just... Beta.character.ai. Yeah, yes. And and that's where you can go. Um, and then. Evie, can you go ahead and, and publish ours? Yeah, yeah, I will publish it. So it's um it's going to be published under Colonel Jack O'Neill, but there's no apostrophe between the O and the N, and it should be created by um, dial underscore the underscore gate. Yeah, so if this thing will work for me here. Um, I'll do so, it. so you can just Jack O'Neill. Um, anyone can chat. So there is one that already exists designed by Zedicus. Yes. That's another one. That is not the one that yes. we used. So I'm going to have to have a lot of fun with that. Oh, yes. Thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at a documentation. I'm like, holy crap. I can of, do a lot um, of things. Yeah. I'm curious to see what kind of other conversations he has with other people. Yep. I'm really uh, yep. curious to see. Uh, I don't know who, who said it, but like saying uh, seeing O'Neill versus 
another chat bot like discussing something. Right. Oh no, I'd love that. Yeah, I that, want to see a good that. Idea. I want an AI versus AI yeah. like, challenge, and then you get the better of them both, and you put that AI against another one that's even better or something. Uh, yeah, like, it's, it's a real trip. Carter and a yeah. it's a tournament. I put him in a room and I tell, ask him the question: Who's smarter? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then who's the last one standing? Right. So I put the link in the description um, for for character AI. You can go there and um, just fill out the information, and we'll we'll go forward from there. So, yeah. Uh, anything, uh, uh, Evie? You wanna you wanna say about the the tool before we wrap it up? Um. No, I don't really okay. have anything anything new to say. But um, yeah, I hope everyone gets some good responses out of him i i always feel like i'm releasing a child into the world <laughs> absolutely so Sorry, i'm still I'm just, having um, i'm not seeing it yet publicly no i nor am i um i don't know whether it takes a second to, okay but um, we'll we'll keep an eye on it and yep. um yeah you go there to, to beta.character.ai and and uh that's where you can have a good time so all right Guys, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, and uh, we'll be back with trivia uh, before summer hits. So we we'll see you got all of you in <laughs> real soon. Wormhole Extremist is tomorrow. And um, we've got, which ones have we got? No, don't talk about it. I'm so, I'm so, I'm, oh. Wow. Well, I hope you show up. Message in a bottle. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Is, is it message in a bottle and family? Family. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and it's a bottle yeah. show. I was, uh, family I was is... saying to Nicole, there's a little Easter egg in one of the AI. Oh, yes. Yeah. That is going to be very exciting. They're cool. They're really cool. They're so everyone, please very come and watch. They're, they're my, they're my favorite mind. images I've done so far, I think. Oh, sweet. All right, guys. I'm going to wrap up the show. I'll be right back with you. Bye, guys. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. All right. My thanks to everybody for um, making this episode of Dial the Gate possible. To Evie for helping to create um, uh, the build for the AI. And it's over at uh, beta.character.ai where you can go and check that out. In the description below, we'll have the details once the once the um, the chatbot is, is fully published. Next week, uh, we have Kate Hewlett, Jeannie Miller in Stargate Atlanta. She's back for her second episode to talk about her film, The Swearing Jar. I highly recommend you go and watch that. That's March the 18th at 12 noon Pacific time we have her then Robin Mosley who played Malachi in Window of Opportunity and Dr. Reimer in season 10 of SG-1 is going to be joining us the 18th of March at 2pm Pacific time I'm really looking forward to talking with him about one of the most I mean it's the biggest episode of, of SG-1 anyone recalls and he's the guest star for that episode so I'm thrilled to have him that's all that I have for you guys here if you really enjoyed the episode give us a like means a lot makes a big difference with youtube moving forward and helping to grow uh, the show's audience and if you enjoyed this comment on it saying so and let's see who you'd like uh us to develop next as a character and who we could potentially bring on uh, uh perhaps to voice that character in terms of generating the responses so who would you like to see next let us know uh in the comments because i think this was successful enough that we can do another show uh my thanks to tracy and anthony helping us uh curate responses in the live chat 
uh, always, you know, these, my moderators, I couldn't get this done without them. Summer, Jeremy, uh, Reese, uh, Frederick Marcoux, Concepts Web uh, for our web hosting, and to Linda Gategabber Fury, my producer. Thank you guys so much. And to my guests today, thank you all for, for joining. It means uh, a great deal to have you all. Uh, my name is David Reed for Dial the Gates, and we'll see you on the other side. Dial the Gate is hosted and executive produced by David Reed. The producer is Darren Sumner, co-produced by Linda Fury. The composer is Neil Acri. Animations by Bryce Ors. The production assistant is Jennifer Kirby. Moderators include Summer Roy, Keith Homel, Tracy Noller, Jeremy Heiner, Reese M., and Anthony Rowling. Logo design by Deborah J. Bell. Additional effects by Thomas Tots, with contributions by model makers Chris Baker, Stephen Barr, Kevin Zabo, and Tom Paris. The archivists are Linda Fury, Zachary Adams, and Fred Eric Marcoux. For general inquiries for submissions, please contact us at dialthegateshow at gmail.com. Visit our website for the upcoming schedule, as well as an archive of our past episodes, at dialthegate.com. <laughs>